Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Joining us, an Olympian is in the building. We have Olympic high jumper, Team USA. Yay, yay, yay. Rachel McCoy. Yes. Now, what had happened? Welcome, welcome, Rachel. Hi. So your mother called the show. It was several weeks before you, well, I think you were in Tokyo to tell us, you know, she's so proud. And I said, when she comes back, got to get her, got to get her on the show. So thank you, mom. Uh, in Cali, you're here. Um, the best thing about representing this country or going to Tokyo to represent this country, what was the best thing for you? I would say the best part was being out there with like-minded people. You know, it's not every day where you're walking alongside several other Olympians there for the common goal of bringing home a medal for their country. So in that regards, it was very unique. It was, it was very cool. I saw pictures and images of like cardboard beds and, you know, food and the, the quarantine issues and um, not to bring up all of the bad stuff, but was it challenging or did you live in the Olympic village or did you have your own? Oh, yeah. No, we were, uh, we were in the village and yes, there was cardboard beds, but you know, the cardboard frames wasn't even the bad part. It was actually kind of impressive how that was able to maintain our weight. The worst part was the foam cots that they gave us like if they would have given us some bot springs and mattresses then you know cardboard is okay i would have been okay with that but it was just oh man it was it was tough it was definitely tough all right tanya had questions during the break so i'm gonna be quiet i want to know how you learn you know how to do what you do like your mother was proud of you but did you tear something up in her house jumping over it? like how do you become a oh. jumper how does that happen no, I, I tore up things in our house doing other just mischievous things. Um, no, I actually was dragged to the track by uh, my friend in high school, Terrace Williams, who was a high jumper. But I really come from basketball. Like, and at that point in time, it was a very beginner stages of basketball. I've just always been able to jump really high. It was always been my goal to either jump over things or, you know, jump and touch the top of the door threshold or some other object just to challenge myself, but I've always been a jumper at heart. Rachel, how tall are you? I'm 5'11". That's debatable, but I'm saying it. I'm 5'11". Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So who's arguing? <laughs> I, what are they, they saying? You're shorter than that or? Oh, Why? taller. I always get six feet. And then when I stand next to someone who says they're 5'11", of course, they're never 5'11". I'm always mm. taller than them. So yes, it's an ongoing debate amongst you know, me and a few other track athletes, actually. Now, now high jumping, you, you have to, there's a bar that's like the way up in the air and mm -hmm. on your, in your stocking feet or in your sneakers, you are going, lifting up into the air and then over the bar backwards. Yeah. On yeah, it's like the, the opposite of the limbo or something. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. Maybe uh, next time I jump, I'll think of it like that and it won't be as stressful. <laughs> Just do opposite limbo. So I was, I was going to ask technique-wise and, and how, you know, Tanya asked the question, how do you get there? But when you first did the event and then you're like, okay, I'm good at this. How do you train for something like that? You know, I actually went through an extreme learning curve when it came to my natural ability to jump high versus 
adding technique and breaking down that natural ability to conform to the technique that you would need because high jump is nothing but physics you know you'll see all walks of life in the women's high jump especially you don't necessarily have to look athletic you can be you know just the not traditional athlete and still jump amazing heights uh, a young lady from the ukraine just won the diamond league and she walking down the street i wouldn't have glanced twice but you know she won maybe at i think they got the two two oh two so six seven and a half i think she won mm. what's the technique like maybe i want to try it next time i'm out in the in the, in the ready? We, have <laughs> we have pen and papers are we ready i'm gonna bust out some science give us some science yes <laughs> yes okay so um the technique that us high jumpers do nowadays is called the fosbury flop uh, it's typically a total of nine to 11 steps as far as the approach goes before you have takeoff. The three main forces you want to build in this approach is centripetal force, centripetal force, and hinge moment. So basically saying um, as you're bringing speed into the curve and you're leaning inward and you're leaning back, once your plant leg hits the ground, the forces that you've collected will take you up and then over. Mm -hmm. Y'all catch all that? So yeah, yeah, it's a lot. You're of a science. great teacher. Yeah, you're, that's a, yes. you're a great teacher. Thank you, thank you. I've uh, I coach kids, so you know this has been drilled into me, and now I'm repeating it to my kids. Rachel, <laughs> I'm curious as you describe that, what surprises you most about you? Oh, that's. A Wow, you caught me off guard at that one. That's a great question. Um, I guess I, I always surprise myself, be, you know, being being a young person, and I will admit I've had my dumb moments where it's like, oh, gee, Rachel. Um, just being able to look back and see how far I've come without that much time elapsing. You know, like, I... I've had such a journey and to be able to continue to put my head down and still keep going is probably my biggest accomplishment. That's wonderful. Yeah, and it's a good lesson for all of us. Never ending, it's a never ending lesson. <laughs> well, I don't think you're done ever, but I wanna ask you, you know, we were talking about the Shikari thing. Like, do you have thoughts about, you know, Shikari and Allison Felix right now, this moment? You know, I, that's news to me. I hadn't heard about it previously to hearing about it on the show a little earlier. Um, I, I don't have enough knowledge to really make a comment on it. I will say um, I've met Shakari this, uh, the first time at Prefontaine this past weekend. And I met her after the event was over, the meet was closing up and she was just such a delight. She was so much fun to be around and, you know, we put so much pressure on young athletes and it's, I can go on and on about what I feel social media does to us, the expectations of being an athlete, but those expectations are not directly reflected upon the public that's looking at us. You know, the public can always come at us any types of angles, any types of way, but being an athlete, we're not able to respond. So, you know, it's, it's a, we're in a weird time and it's so hard to have an opinion about such a thing nowadays. But um, the one time I did meet Shakari, she was a pleasure to be around. I'm really excited. And I hope that she's on future teams together. So we get to see more of who she actually is. 
she looks like a lot of fun. So let me just she be clear. Did. Let me just oh, be clear. <laughs> She's somebody I want to hang out with. But the <laughs> level of discipline that you guys put in to train for something that comes around every four years, in this case, it was a fifth year that you had to wait. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. All eyes are on you. I get that, you know, even that, like there's a responsibility that comes with that as well. She looks like a fun, lovely person. However, there's a responsibility as an Olympic athlete, right, that you carry. Talk a little bit about that, um, Rachel, in terms of your responsibility to represent this more than just you. I will. I will. Um, you know, from the moment I became an Olympian, that was the that was actually what my coach brought up to me. And not that I felt like Coach Sue. I already know this. My coach Sue Humphrey, by the way, she is, you know, world famous in the track and field world has coached many Olympians. But so I thought I knew more than she did for a second. And um, I was like, you know, everybody's always looking like who cares? It's the world of social media. You can never do anything. But, you know, just being an Olympic high jumper, which we get very minimal attention. um, I noticed that I was getting maybe 100 followers a day on social media. So at that point in time, you have to take a step back and really think, you know, not twice, but three times about the content that you're posting, about what you're going to say about the possible community that not you will be attracting, but the community that you'll be hurting or ostracizing. So I feel in the time of social media, it's incredibly important for not only us athletes, but also the public to respect boundaries and you know mental health back in the day it was a lot easier to put down a newspaper if you saw something you didn't like about you you know put down a magazine now you're expecting us to put down our social media which is a lot of what we make our livelihood off of so it's it's a catch-22 we're really in a tough jam here and until someone is willing to direct and guide the athletes and the public in a positive solution I can see you know I, I don't see this being the end of these problems which the algorithm is just going to stir it up some more yeah yeah and it's, it's unfortunate because like I said you know a lot of the Olympic team you know Shakiri aside you, she wasn't an Olympian unfortunately but you know we're all very young we're very young athletes so this yeah. is uncharted territory for us in that regards as well as the regards of how do we handle the world's opinions coming at us when we don't meet whatever expectations they may have had. Yeah. And I think, you know, Rachel, I appreciate um, all of your young, sober wisdom Um, because it's, yeah, no, it's true. Um, You, you guys are young and um, you've done some dumb things and I've done some dumb, dumb things. And I didn't only do them young. I did some dumb things, not so young. Um, and I think part of what you are talking about is there being a voice that holds all parties respectfully accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you're representing the Olympics in the United States, but does that mean that being bullied um, and harassed is okay? And so where is there... Um, at least a real conversation for the country about how we treat people and how we treat people who actually we cheer for in one moment. And then, you know, if we're talking about whether it's a black woman or 
a black man who, if it's a black man, I'm, you know, holding my purse as he walks <laughs> down the street right. and crossing the street. And yet I'm cheering for him um, or her or you. And so I think there is something also that is a real disconnect that we hold you up in high esteem and then we'll cut you down mm -hmm. so quickly. The last thing I also want to remind us is that the brain, the human brain is not fully developed until age 25. Mm. Um, I think probably older, but the research says 25. And so a, a lot of these young athletes uh, are also still developing a sense of who you are and who they are, and they're finding their voice. You know, I think one thing in one moment and something else in the next, and I'm not given the freedom or support to authentically come to a voice that is my own. And so I just think we need to be mindful of that. I, I would agree. Uh, there's a lot of things that should be considered that I feel we easily look over. And I hope in the near future, we're able to change that. Let me bring in uh, Lindsay. Lindsay is uh, one of our producers here, our video team, Lindsay Smith. She had a question. Hi, Rachel. Um, so I, I do yoga. I've been doing yoga for since I was in high school, but um, I'm getting certified this year. I'm very close. And so as I started to do inversions and arm balances and that kind of stuff, my awareness when I'm upside down or when only three of my limbs or two of my limbs are on the ground changes and fear kind of sets in. And I started to think about um, the kind of spatial and aerial awareness that became the topic of conversation around Simone Biles. Um, and I was wondering then, of course, with you here, like how does that play into um, high jump and like what is that feeling and that aerial awareness? Oh, you know, that's actually a great question. So um, a lot of photos of me that I have, you know, me going over the bar, you can actually see me peeking over my shoulder to see at what point in time can I gauge where my hips will go over the bar? Because at that point in time, I know I need to put my head back in order to raise my center of gravity. But I don't, I never know these things for sure. You know, so it has to do with a lot of spatial awareness. And honestly, I plan on doing yoga in my off season just to practice on, you know, breathing. It's a lot of awareness. But um, yeah, it's spatial awareness. Hopefully you have it by nature, but it's, it's, it's kind of hard to practice. <laughs> Well, Lindsay may have a new client. You're gonna to have to uh, travel though, uh, post COVID. Um, and and before before I let you go, um, and thank you, Rachel, for for being here. The, this COVID, um, navigating a pandemic, going to an Olympics, going through all of the things that you had to to prepare, and now are you preparing for the next Olympics? Are you back in training already? Does it stop? You know, I. I'm preparing for the next major championship, which is actually going to be Indoor Worlds 2022 in March. And then we have Outdoor Worlds in 2022. So the Olympics, yes, it's in three years, but the next coming years, we have some major competitions coming up. Um, as far as does it stop? Yeah, for maybe, you know, two weeks or so. Mentally, I'm excited to get back to it because my season ended on such a high note. I just know I can do better and I know I have three years before the next Olympics, which is more than enough time for me to master what I'm doing. May I just quickly say this, Rachel, um, you probably are doing this, but if not, uh, just remember to practice good self-care mm -hmm. and that you play um, and laugh and surround yourself with people who are soft um, as you are doing the harder things in life 
so that there is that good balance between your hard work and your being very industrious. Um, but to make sure that you're what, 26? Yes. Oh, nice. nice. You know, that, that your 26 year old self is, um, is finding time for you. Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Rachel, we're going to stay in touch. We got our own Olympian. You're going to be our, our uh, person in the streets. Uh, the next, <laughs> the next event. And thank you so much. Jumps for joy underscore McCoy on IG. Follow her on Instagram. Jumps for joy underscore McCoy. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.